Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning to you podcast listeners out there. Welcome to another episode of Bed Talks. And if you're wondering, where's my other half and why is this guy doing the intro? Um, it's because we like to change things and switch things up a little bit from time to time. Even if you don't like it, change is sometimes good. Um, so again, uh, I'm uh, bringing this particular episode to you via intro because of the content that will take place in this uh, special uh, uh, special bed talks session. Um, Elizabeth had the pleasure of interviewing media takeout executives Fred and his lovely wife and I must tell you it was you know very serious content um, uh, that was based on entrepreneurship and love and how the two either coexist or lack you know lack thereof they don't coexist. Um, and how you find a medium. And believe it or not, for the first time, I just became uh, a member of the audience as I listened uh, to the interview that was conducted by, again, uh, Eno, as you all know her as. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Um, and remember, as you're listening to this interview, just know when you're dealing with two top execs uh, in this manner, you want to make it as, as serious and direct as possible so that they won't think they're on some comedy show, which was probably one of the other reasons I uh, was in the audience instead of uh, being in the midst uh, or, or being a part of this amazing interview. So you guys uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Remember, life is too short, so lighten up. Whether you're in a relationship, exiting a relationship, or single, take care. Welcome back to another episode of Bad Talks. Uh, we are excited. Uh, Kay and I actually have guests today. Uh, we have Fred and his wife, Natoya. Um, Fred is the CEO of the famous Media Takeout. So we're so excited to have you guys both with us today. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going great. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. You're welcome. So the topic of our show today is entrepreneurship and love. I think that uh, Fred and Natoya have quite an interesting story of like how they met and how they've been able to sustain a long relationship with one another. So I just wanted to open it up and um, ask Fred and Natoya a little bit about the background of how they met each other, how you guys got started in your relationship, and then how that culminated into some of your businesses that you guys have built together. Um, well, we met over 20 years ago. Uh, actually in Brooklyn at the African Street Festival and um, right away we developed a friendship and I think we both realized that we had a lot in common. I was very attracted to how smart he was and engaging and how fun he was. Um, he was a lot cooler than I was at the time so that, that <laughs> had a lot of value especially in Brooklyn back in the day. So, But we both went to college and um, after that law school which um, I think solidified our relationship even more so because over as we grew and as we got older, we just had a lot of shared goals and dreams and we were able to support each other with those shared goals and dreams, which I think is really important in a relationship when, especially as you're getting older and you have people in your life who can either shape your life positively or negatively. And I think at some point uh, when we were both in law school, I think we got very interested in entrepreneurship in addition to the practice of law. And I think we decided that we wanted to explore that a little bit more and give ourselves a chance to make a lot of money. So, <laughs> um, 
and I think at the time, so I remember it was 1999, and the dot-com was taking off, and it was a really exciting time. I think everybody in America wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I think we were inspired by that, and that helped us to kind of not only be inspired, but to start to make plans on how we could do that. And at the time, we were still dating. Um, but, you know, the dot-com era did come and bust, and so we kind of got practical and decided that, okay, we need jobs. We need to make money. And we decided to continue on with the practice of law, which Fred did. He went on to a big law firm. And I went on to a smaller practice. And so we were both in there of law. I think after a couple of years, um, we decided to take that leap. And we then came up with our very first business. Right. I mean, I think I should start this, start this by saying, while I may have been cooler than Natoya 20 years ago, I'm certainly not cooler than her now. <laughs> so she's evolved yeah. past you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your coolness That's transcended cool. the relationship and moved to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so picking up on where she left off, um, it was around 2005, 2006. We were kind of reeling from the dot-com era, kind of, you know, everything falling apart. And, you know, entrepreneurship was always kind of in Natoya. I think she's like the classic entrepreneur. She was like the, the girl that was selling pencils in high school and... Um, Elementary school. And I sold popsicles in the neighborhood. Yeah, she nice. had like, on the stand, all that stuff. So she knew she was going to be an entrepreneur from, from almost from birth. Me, I think I kind of grew into it. It was almost like I almost backed into it. Uh, um, and, you know, and this is kind of an inter another interesting side of it because... And this has to do with kind of being black and ethnicity. I always, I, you know, being black is just recognizing the different struggles that I've had over the course of my life. I'm just not that comfortable putting my future and my career in the hands of someone else. And so, and this is kind of a position that I evolved over time. So like I said, while Natoya is kind of the entrepreneur of it, she was born with it, I kind of evolved into this, this space where I was like, you know, I've seen it happen too many times where you have a very talented person and they join a company and they're moving up the ranks very well. And then all of a sudden something happens to just derail their entire career and it's kind of over at that point. And so while I, you know, when I left law school, I went to a big firm and they were doing everything right. It was a great place. It was, you know, I was moving up the ladder, it was going, everything was looking good. Something in the back of my mind just said, I just, I, I can't, like, continue to leave my fortune in someone else's hands. And so, you know, if I was going to, you know, sink or swim, you know, um, rise or fall, I was going to do it on my own terms. And so I made the commitment pretty early on that I was going to try entrepreneurship out of kind of a necessity, not out of, you know, something that I actually felt compelled to do. And you know, Natoya was right there with me, and because obviously she is, you know, an entrepreneur all the way to our core, we were able to kind of come together and start our first business. Let me just say, um, when we started our first company, though, people thought that we were crazy, especially our family. And um, now that we're parents, I don't know what position we would take if our kids did something like this, but just think about it so we both went to prestigious law schools and had careers and 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 he was at a big firm very coveted place 
And so we then started a business that was completely outside of that. We started a laundry and dry cleaning service. So our families were like, what in the world are you doing? And then I had the additional pressure from my mother because she just said to me, on top of it, you're not even married. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, there was a lot of risk involved with 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 us. But I think um, with, with respect to our careers professionally and, and leaving the law at the time, and, and also in the fact that while we were together and had been together for a, a long time and respected each other and had shared shared goals and dreams, it was it was especially risky then because we weren't um, in like a marriage. You were dating, you know, however seriously dating. And so, you know, that was very challenging as well, but it was an interesting thing. It worked out. Yes, worked obviously. Out, but it was yep. difficult at the time. And I think people look at like this side of the coin because you guys have had success now, but I'm sure in the beginning, when you were telling your parents, okay, we're going to go do a different path, that that was probably really difficult, right? So you really had to pull from each other during that time because I think when you have a vision for yourself and other people can't see that vision, that sometimes people, not purposefully, but they, in their protective mode, can kind of derail you away from it or just, you know, kind of try to deter you. So how did you guys manage through that? Because you said there was a lot of risk in the beginning. Do you think that it helped that you both kind of were on the same page? Because I know, Toya, you did say something about having common shared dreams and goals. Yeah, absolutely. I think that during that time, he was my only real support system because, as you said, our families love us, right? And and even our friends love us, but they were concerned. And and so they they can't help but to approach it from a very conventional space, from a, a practical position. And you can't even fault it for that because they're looking at the odds. They're looking at the practicality um, of things. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so they're just looking at a situation that they think is going to be crash and burn. And so the only person that I could turn to that not only had the same goal as me, but could just kind of shore me up emotionally when I felt doubt was Fred. And and I did the same for him. So we would just we would. You know, we would always have talks, sit-downs after the end of the business day, one, to evaluate our success for the day, but also just to kind of build each other up because we only had each other at that time. Right. I mean, the other side of, I mean, you can look at the risk that we're taking in two different ways, right? The way that I looked at it is, you know, and, and just to kind of put everything in perspective so that you can see just why everyone thought that we were so crazy. I mean, I was at a firm, I was making a lot of money. I was moving up very well. I was very well regarded at the firm. So to do that and just to kind of, and it, for a lot of people, it looked like you were throwing it all away. Not only are you throwing away your career, you're throwing away this law degree that you spent all this money on and you basically worked so hard on and you're going into something completely different. just didn't make a lot of sense to people. But from my perspective, I looked at it as if I stayed in that. Let's say that I, you know, let's play out the, 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 you know, the safe road that everybody thought that I should take. The way that I saw it, I saw I was going to be at this firm for a particular period of time. It wasn't going to work out. And then I was going to continue to take step downs in my career. And this I was almost kind of at my career height, my career peak is at this point. And that if I stayed in this, it was just going to go down from there. And so because I saw that, I was like, well, before it goes down, let me just kind of hop out and try and see if I can do something else better. So, you know, I really didn't see it as that much of a risk. And, you know, to be completely honest, on the other side, when I did leave the firm, they they were so, I was, I was so well regarded. They were like, look, you can just go out there and do it for a year. And if it doesn't work, you can come back to it. 
So that's what that was their perspective. And I guess that was see that was like another kind of cushion that I had. Even though I could tell you that when I left, I had absolutely no intention of coming back, and I never was going to come back. Mm-hmm. So the no. other thing I want to add is that while we were crazy and being completely impractical from the outside, we did actually have some practical approaches to the whole thing. So we did have a thought process besides a goal and a dream. And obviously you need goals and dreams to motivate you to do something that people would think is crazy, but you do need a real plan. So we did have that. So in addition to your conventional business plan, we also thought to ourselves, excuse me, we also thought to ourselves we're in our 20s. And so while, yes, we're not married and, and whatever the case is, that was one of the things that we had going for us. We were very young, and so if, if we did make a mistake, if we did fall flat in our faces, there was time to recover, and there was time to reinvent ourselves. We also didn't have children, so we didn't have some of the other strains that people might have that might cause them to be a lot more gun-shy about entrepreneurship. And so we were able to have the freedom and the liberty to take a leap at that time, whereas we knew that 10 years down the road, we may not have that same liberty. So if there was a time to be risky and crazy, the time was then. Um, we also had had um, savings and we and, and property, you know, Fred had property at the time. So there were a lot of things there that we had going for us. Uh, in terms of financially as well as just some very practical things that made it less risky. So the risk was certainly there and it was great, but at the time, it, if we weren't like 20 years older with you know five kids at home that we needed to feed and be responsible for. So we were in a place where we felt like we could take that chance. Yeah, and I think- And learn from a mistake if we made a mistake. And I like a couple things that you said, like you went down the first route, right? You both were obviously having success in your legal careers, but there was probably a nudging there, right? That a lot of entrepreneurs feel that I want to do something different or I have aspirations towards doing this on my own, right? And you took a a, a practical approach. And I like that you said, like you had a real plan, right? So a lot of people kind of jump out and I think some of their lack of success can come from them not really being pragmatic about it. So it sounds like you guys were willing to take that risk, but you also had a real uh, a plan. And of course, that doesn't mean everything goes well, but I think it helps to prepare you. And then the backup plan is you can always go back and get a job. But I think once you get right. out on your own and you realize you can make it with your own grit, your own effort, um, that it gives you a different type of confidence, right? And that freedom that you get in doing something that you really enjoy or that you want to do, it just, it propels you, you know, to other things. So it opens a lot of doors that may have not been opened if you stayed in the job. So I admire your tenacity. Um, Kay and I did a, a podcast not too long ago about a man's mission and a woman's mission and how the timing of relationships really can factor into where people are focused. So at different points in people's lives, they have different aspirations, whether it's to you know, build their career, build a business, um, have a family. And so timing is so important. So Natoya, it sounds like you're very entrepreneurial as well as your husband. But how did you manage to do that? At any time, did you ever feel like it was difficult for you guys to balance out things, you know, having, you know, businesses going? And, and how did that impact, you know, your relationship? Um, <clears throat> it was always challenging, I think. And I think with our first company, it was challenging at times with our relationship because we also worked in the same space. So we were next to each other 
every day and we worked in the same space. And so that was very, very challenging because, you know, whenever you start a new business, you're learning a lot. The learning curve is steep. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, and you're going to make mistakes along the way. And so sometimes when adversity hits, then, you know, your stress level rises. And, and so when you are in, in a um, partnership with someone both romantically and, and, and in terms of business, that can definitely put a strain on the relationship. And we recognized that early on that it was, it was different from your routine business. But I guess the, 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 the best thing about it was that at the end of the day, um, the person who I could be most honest with and the person who I could get that support from would always be him. Because again, you know, whenever challenges hit, family and friends, they, they can't really relate to what you're going through. They don't understand the challenges, and he was the only person I think that did get that. Um, so it, it is incredibly difficult and so uh, to maintain a relationship and, and, and have a business with someone, which is why down the road we have made some changes um, in how we work together to, to shore up our, both our business as well as our relationship now with the marriage but um can you talk a little bit about that for people who might be in a similar situation where they are in a business with their partner or significant other or or, or wife or husband and they're struggling to find that balance tell me kind of like what adjustments did you have to make you know to kind of keep your relationship you know in a good place okay so if you think about it right like this we've been in business now together for i don't know 15 16 years yeah Mm-hmm. So it's we're kind of out of the startup phase and we're into kind of like the ongoing going concern uh, phase of it. And when you're in a, the startup phase, you're basically doing anything that you possibly can to get customers and keep the doors open and keep your costs down, even if it isn't particularly practical. And that's, I think, the way that you are with your relationship. So when we started um, uh, Laundry Spa and even in the beginning of Media Takeout, we were literally spending, I mean, we lived together, so we, so we were spending all of our kind of off time together. And then we were spending every single second of our of our work time together also. And the other thing is, because Natoya and I collaborate so well together, I think, you know, to the extent that I have weaknesses in my vision, she has strengths and vice versa, we were making a lot of decisions and doing a lot of things together. So instead of us kind of like carving out spheres where this is what Natoya is going to do and this is what I'm going to do, we were we were collaborating on on almost all of the important decisions of the business um, together. And I think that's where a lot of what a lot of people do, and because of that, I just think that that sometimes you just need time to kind of breathe from each other, right? You want to be able to step back from from it, be able to you know step back and, and appreciate the, the the person from afar and not just kind of be in there in the nitty gritty of things all day, every single day. So one of the big things that we've done is just to kind of pull ourselves apart where, so there are certain spheres that she has total autonomy over and there's certain spheres that I have total autonomy over. And in that sense, you know, we could basically be working with the same company for the same goal, but from a practical standpoint, what she's going to do over the course of the day and what I'm going to do over the course of the day is going to be so very different that we're really having two separate kind of work days, even though we're both working for the same company. Absolutely, um, that's exactly what we've done. And I just want to highlight something that Fred said. Now, maybe in the beginning, 
excuse me, it can be a little bit harder to do that because one, you're both learning so much and, and, you, and but at the same time, you both know so little, right? Because if you're in a new business, you just, you don't know anything, really. You're learning on the job. So because that was the case, and we didn't have a staff, really, and a ton of resources, we really did have to lean on each other, like, well, what do you think about this, and, and talk about this. So maybe to that extent, it was a lot harder to have separate spaces. And now with, you know, Media Takeout, we have a, a very successful company that's been going for, you know, 13 years that it, it's different, right? So we, we have... Um, we have staff, we have support, we have resources. That being said, um, the thing that's really helped our relationship and our company thrive, you know, both companies, but certainly our second company because we brought some of those things to our second company, is that what Fred said, having separate spaces. So physically we have separate spaces. So instead of being in an open room where it's the two of us sitting next to each other at a desk, we work from separate spaces now. Okay. And we have separate roles. And with Fred's role, you know, if he has an idea, and even if I have a different idea, I listen to his idea, and I'm, I, I'm, he respects me enough to, for me to share um, my view because we believe for a company to thrive, nobody can be a yes man. Somebody, you have to be able to offer a different opinion if you have a different opinion. But I respect his, uh, his faith in his role and so I say, you know what, if you feel very strongly about it, not only go with that, but I'm going to do everything I can to back you in that. And then he does the same thing for me. So I think having separate spaces help a lot. I think if you're in each other's spaces all the time, I think it hurts your relationship. You get sick of each other and you start fighting. And that's just the truth. The second thing is that respect is, is so key. And so when you can respect each other's spaces, and, and do that also intellectually, it really, it helps both your relationship and your business. Okay, and when you guys, I mean, some, yeah, go ahead, Fred. And there's some practical ways to kind of do that too, right? So for for example, um, the way it would work like in the beginning is let's say I came, I had an idea early morning, right? Like, hey, let's, you know, try and change the, change the, the layout of media takeout to take better advantage of, let's say, this new ad that's coming out. So let's say I have that idea at 10 o'clock in the morning. If this was like early media takeout, what would have happened is I would have probably called Natoya at 10.30 and told her, hey, I have this idea. And then Natoya and I would have probably spent the whole day kind of thinking about it, talking about it. And then by the end of the day, maybe we'd have some kind of an idea about how we're going to go forward. So that's how we would have done it. But now what, it, what I do is I would, actually, I would try and complete the thought, not just have come up with the idea. I'll say... Let me spend some time, maybe a day, maybe a couple of days, and come up with not just an idea, but like an entire framework on how I think this thing could work before I bring it to Natoya. And so now I kind of have everything set out on a, on a plate for her, and she'll look back, she'll look at it, and she might say, I, just, I disagree, or maybe change this or that. Um, and then what I find is just by, by, you know, instead of just coming up with an idea and immediately throwing it to her and vice, or vice versa, if we just spend a little bit of time on our own trying to develop it and then bring somebody in for the collaboration the outcome just comes out better and you get to the, the resolution sooner and then you also have and you also get the added benefit of that additional space that i think is healthy for a relationship 
And you know, now you guys have children, right? So you have triplets. So how did how do you now <laughs> balance out being parents, being business owners? I know you have a pattern, like you guys s said that you've set up uh, amongst each other. But how do you still make time for your relationship, right, outside of all the other things that you guys have on your plate? Well, we've been <clears throat> fortunate um, to have a lot of family support and. Um, Fred's mother is very helpful to us. My mother is a tremendous support and, and now also like a daily support. Um, and, and we have other family members that help out too and step up for us so that we can take vacations without the kids, which we need to prevent burnout, not just in terms of our business, but certainly in terms of our family life. Um, and, uh, and, and so, you know, whatever we have to do for our company, um, our kids are are helped by family members if they're not in school, for example. So having household help is, is a big deal. And if you can have family support, that's even better. But, you know, or sometimes you have to rely on, on paid help or, you know, other forms of household help. But I think that, truthfully, it's, it's necessary because caring for kids while supporting your business or your career is, it's difficult. I think we all know that. And, you know, this thing about having it all, I just don't think you can. And so you, you definitely need people to chip in and, and be able to allow you to have that space to focus on growing your business, um, but also taking time for your relationship, whether that's going out for dinner or having a weekend away or something like that. So things are better now because our kids are nine and they're school age. So that's a big help, too, because it was very different when they were two or three years old and, and going to preschool for like basically two hours and, and, and the, the rest of the day you got to find something to do with them. So that was a killer. But now things are a lot more smooth. I feel like I'm getting my brain back and my energy back um, just because it's just it's easier. But to be truthful, I still have to rely on help every day because if I didn't, I would be a crazy person and you'd be reading about me in the newspaper in a different way. So, um, right. so yeah. But I also think, too, it, it's, you know, part of it is just kind of making sure that the kids are taken care of and they're there, um, that they're going to school, they're getting good education. But the other part is just kind of actually, you know, being a parent and rearing them along and enjoying them, too, as they grow and that's been kind of like a an evolution, an evolutionary process, right? Because in order to keep a successful business, you have to work really hard. You know, so there's no two ways about that. So how do you figure out a way to include your family in your life, your kids, your wife, in your life, not just so that you're there, you know, at the end of the day, or, you know, you're there for, you know, maybe picking off from school every now and then, but to really have a successful and you can act, be an active part of their life. And I've been doing everything that I can, and I, obviously Natoya, I think, is a hell of a lot better than me. Um, just trying to figure out ways where you can step step back from the business, and you can include, and you can spend more time with your family. Um, for me, I think part of it has been just kind of cutting out a lot of other parts of my life, right? Like maybe there were there were business trips that I would take before that I just don't take now. Um, because it's more important for me to be with my family than it is to kind of go around on a business trip um, that I didn't need to go on. Um, I think that's that's part of it. Part of it is also just trying to figure out ways of working, of organizing your workday more efficiently so that you can leave earlier 
and you could then be home to spend more time with your family. So those are kind of a couple of things that I've been trying to do um, to just kind of manage my time so that I can spend as much time with the people that I care about the most. That's awesome. It sounds like you guys have really figured out your your pattern of working together and still keeping your relationship strong. And I think that's very admirable because you're working on a 24-7 <laughs> news cycle. So right. I know things are happening pretty fast in your world. And I guess my, you know, I heard uh, or in my research, I was learning a little bit about you, Fred, and they say you're known as the most intimidating man in hip hop. <laughs> so I was I was curious, like what, you know, what people mean by that, like uh, where that came I, from. I, I actually, I have no idea. I, I know that I'm friends <laughs> with tons of people all over the industry. I think I'm pretty friendly. I don't think I, I definitely don't have, like I'm not, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what where that came from but I don't know I don't know where it could be I mean maybe you have to ask them maybe they have them. well maybe they're worried about what you might unfold <laughs> about them uh, or something uh, okay yeah well, to, the, to that extent yeah they're right yeah, yeah yeah I think people do get nervous um, when he's in the room thinking <laughs> that something might be reported on or something like right. that or um, but you know I, mean, I gotta say it's the worst though because if I am in the room, then I almost can't report on it, right? Because then I'd be like, oh, I can't break right in the room because he's just going to run around and snitch on me every time. Yeah. So if it, it happened, that something would happen in the room with me there, and then, of course, after it happens, they look at me and go, you're not going to report this, right? Like, right. I really wish I wasn't here because if I wasn't here, I would have heard about it and then we could have reported on it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if you can, for my listeners, just tell them a little bit about, you know, what you do at Media Takeout. I think most people are pretty familiar with your um, your website forum and, and what it does. But can you just give a little bit of a background about that, Fred? Yeah. Media Takeout is entertainment news. So it's sort of like TMZ, but we're, uh, we focus primarily on African-American and urban celebrities. So we write about NBA stars, uh, gossip and celebrity entertainment news about NBA stars, um, Instagram models, um, rappers, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's being modest, guys. It's a pretty big deal. I, I think I think you, what you have, is it 30 million people go to your site or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Last yeah. month we had, I think, 32 million people. Outside. Yeah, that's amazing. And what I love about our site the most is our community. I mean, they can be pretty rough in the comments, but they're, <laughs> it's, it's funny. People are actively engaged. You can see that people make it a part of their daily lives. And um, I'm really proud of the work that we do. And um, what we put out every day, we always try to not only break news when we can, but just, you know, let readers know about trending topics or, you know, whoever people are talking about that who we're talking about, too. Yeah. And I want to commend you both for, like, seeing a gap in the market for minorities and African-Americans um, and kind of, you know, taking charge of reporting and creating the entertainment space. I think that was pretty admirable and, and very visionary um, at the time because we definitely have our TMZs and our other websites, but it, but media takeout is very respected. It's like people go there to know, you know, what's happening. So it's pretty cool. And then I guess my uh, last question to you guys is you've been married or, or been together like 20 years, you said. So what do you think is like some, you know, keys to the longevity of your relationship? And then how do you keep cultivating your relationship because you know sometimes couples are in relationships for a period of time and boredom creeps in right you get to know each other really really well you have kids that becomes a different element that's added to your relationship what do you guys suggest or what what things have you found to be helpful um to keeping your relationship strong 
Well, I think it's, you know, for us, I think it's just choosing a, we chose people, I chose her, she chose me, and I think we're just incredibly compatible together, right? Whether it's in business, whether it's, um, you know, just talking about politics, what, whether it is, you know, we're just really compatible together, um, and we respect each other, right? Like, I truly respect her for who she is as a woman, who she is as a mom, who she is as a wife, who she is as a business person. You know, every facet of her, I respect. And the, 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 the more that she grows, I, just, I respect it a lot more, right? So when you're in, you know, when you're in business with anyone, any kind of partner, whether it's a romantic or other thing, um, you have to respect them and you have to trust them. And with her, I have those books in space. So because I kind of respect and I um, trust her so much, I think that's great. But the other part is just love, like truly loving someone. Um, I think that helps probably more than anything. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree with everything that Fred said. And the only thing I would add to that is the notion of support. So people have to feel supported in relationships, whether you are together in business or you have totally different careers. So, you know, I've always been his biggest cheerleader and support system. And I think, I think he likes that. I think people like that in general, and that helps our relationship. And when I feel supported by him, you know, in terms of my participation with our company or just my as a human being then you know you just fall in love with that person that much more you like or fall in love all over again if, if you did come to a place where things started to feel stagnant so people have to feel supported they have to feel like you are encouraging their growth and if you feel that way about your partner it keeps your relationship alive no matter how long you've been together um, and then just you know some other practical things that we do um, as well as you know, the notion of going on trips without our kids. I think, you know, especially when you have kids, the routine can bring about that boredom that you were talking about. And, and you know, household stress, like, oh, my God, the report cards or just whatever, the stuff that parents deal with, that can have an impact on your relationship, and usually it's a negative in- impact. So you need that time away um, where you just focus on each other and not on, like, you know, other things, extraneous things that, that take away from the spark or take away from the fire of your relationship. But at the end of the day, it's a human spirit. And I think that when a person feels loved and supported, like this, this person really has my back. Like this person wants to see me thrive, wants to see me grow, and is not trying to diminish me and dim my light, as they say. And people really feel that in relationships from partners who may be, um, you know, subconsciously jealous or just or just, just not a supportive human being, you know, uh, or too selfish, a narcissist. Like, people can be in relationships with people like that. So when, if, if that's the case, then yeah, you're, you're, in, you're in bad shape. But if you feel, if you feel like your spirit is being supported, I think that that is really what keeps the relationship growing and that makes that person perfect for like, you know, um, a business relationship or something like that because that's the kind of person you need in your life and so we have we've been fortunate to find love but I think that notion of support for me I think is is incredible and I think is key to any 
any successful relationship, especially one that goes the distance. I agree with you. It's a couple of things you said that I really liked. Um, number one, I think the sometimes when people do have kids, they forget about each other. And you do have to continue mm-hmm. to cultivate that relationship because that's the foundation of the whole family. And if that foundation is weak, it affects or splinters through the family. And then number two, I agree with you on the support. When you see people really thriving within a relationship, usually they do feel very supported, like they can really fully be themselves. And people can definitely sense when they're with someone who doesn't really fully support them, right? Or who's kind of Mm -hmm. jealous of some of their success. But it sounds like, and and that's when couples get caught up in that competing thing, Um, but you're Mm -hmm. a team, right? And you're as strong as your team. So I I like that. It sounds like you guys have a really strong uh, team dynamic of of working together, understanding each other, knowing when to give each other space and grace. (laughs) And I think that's key probably to why you guys are still together for for 20 years. Um, So... Thank you so much for uh, joining Kay and I and talking through some of the things you guys are doing. Are there any new projects you guys are going to be working on coming out soon? Uh, we got a couple of things cooking right now, but nothing that we could really talk about. But, you know, <laughs> stay tuned. There's a lot of, okay. it's going to be a really interesting 2024. Okay. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining Bad Talks. Media take out. Yeah. yeah, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Until next time, XOXO will be back. And don't forget to subscribe to future episodes of Bad Talks on the Anchor app, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Take care, everyone.